honestly really great to grow up, go to college and work in the same town. I think there's some really cool ways in which life is just kind of woven throughout and people are woven throughout different seasons. So I don't know what it would be like if I had moved somewhere else, uh, what that would have looked different, how that would have looked differently, but I'm grateful. God is the best accountant that I know. Um, and so when I'm uh, looking for answers or looking for guidance, I'll, I will pray a lot. Um, I would say that it, it's a way to engage with God just during the workday, just dialoguing with God and talking to God about what I'm working on and who I'm working with and things like that. Welcome to season one of the Upward Student Voices podcast, an initiative of Upper House. In this season of the Upward Student Podcast, we focus on faith, work, and calling, and how as students, we can live these practices out in our time on campus and after college. Our podcast is designed and hosted by students for students. We interview leaders in the work and faith movement and local practitioners who integrate work and faith in their careers. Upper House, a center for Christian gathering and learning, We welcome all who long to explore the life of the mind and the questions of the soul. We desire genuine transformation for ourselves, our campus community, and the world. You can learn more about Upper House on our website at www.upperhouse.org. Be sure to follow us on social media where you can find us anywhere at Upper House UW. Uh, My name is Jack Anderson. I am the communications intern here at Upper House. So I mainly work day to day with putting out different publications, press to social media, and uh, aiming just to increase the the knowledge of what Upper House is doing on the campus of uh, UW-Madison. Hannah, uh, if you just want to give us a brief introduction about yourself now, that'd be great. I am Hannah Lenzer, and I work here at Wagner CPAs. Um, Madison local, um, big fan of the city and uh, follower, follower of Jesus and professional accountant. So excited to be here. Not a bad combo whatsoever. So we're just going to start kind of <laughs> top down. And uh, so we're going to just start off with your faith here. Can you just tell us a little bit about your testimony, how you came to faith and what your family upbringing had to do with that? Definitely. I was really blessed to be raised in a Christian home. I gave my life to the Lord when I was four years old and really have only known that life. Um, And so it's been a really huge blessing to me. Uh, I've had certainly a lot of people that invested and poured into my life over the years between parents and friends and family and um, even other mentors and pastors and just feel the effects of all of the, all the people in my life to help me get to where I am today. Um, But I, I think even at at one point in high school, as I was thinking about college and kind of moving forward out of my parents' home and becoming my own adult. And uh, I had to wrestle with like the question of, you know, what does faith look like for just for Hannah, not Hannah inside the family context or in the church context and um, had a really great internship experience right after I graduated high school um, for about three months at a Bible, kind of like a Bible school. And it was really at that point that I really evaluated and made the choice to continue to seek the Lord 
um, for myself uh, for the rest of my life and realized just that it was real. It was awesome and worth everything. Yeah, it, it comes to a point of reckoning with almost every young adult Christian where you're moving away from your family's ideals and you're establishing your own set. And I know that I've gone through those periods before and it's really cool just to hear how we all kind of come out the other side on that. So after you came to school, uh, what yeah. kind of formed your faith as you went through college, as you were looking for a career? What was going through your head there? Well, I really wanted to, I knew I wanted to do something with business. I've kind of always been inclined in that direction, administration, math. I also speak Chinese and I thought, oh, well, maybe I'll do international business. And um, wasn't quite the path that I ended up on, but in that process, I was, I basically found the business school and and I started in that journey. Um, but right off the bat, like I wanted to be a part of a, you know, some sort of Christian group on campus. And so I plugged in with Chi Alpha at the time and uh, got, you know, involved in leadership there and in small groups. And they really became like a, a great foundation um, and a great community for me during those college years. Um, it even competed with the core like business club that every accounting major should go to. And even was, I was even told, you know, if you don't go to this club, like your career might be jeopardized. And I thought they, well, they meet at the same time as my Chi Alpha group and I can't not go to my Chi Alpha group. So I was like, this is a practicing of seek first the kingdom and trust that all these things will be added unto you. So I was like, God, I'm going to choose Pi Alpha, even though I'm not going to go to the, to the business group. And I'm going to trust that you're going to provide and you're going to give me a job. He definitely did. So awesome to see just provision continuing through that. I know that there's been conflicts that a lot of us have and every college student has to mm-hmm. make a choice of where do I need to be? There's a confluence of things that you can do, but every day it's just, for me, it's at least choosing one and just going for it. So <laughs> Um, exactly. <laughs> you, you said you were involved with Chi Alpha. Was there any other professional organizations that you were involved with on campus or any things that you saw your career grow from? You know, I def I like I said, I kind of took the non-traditional path. I didn't really get super plugged in with um any of like the business groups. I de- I did help with um international student connections and so um I did some kind of coffee hours and I ex- met with international students to help them speak English. Um, so it wasn't really anything related to my job or my future career. It was simply things that I was passionate about, interested in. And I, I just thought, you know, at some point it's going to be okay. Like I'm going to get what I need. Um, you know, I'll get the experiences that I need. Um, but I didn't, didn't really do anything professionally with inside college. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah. How did you see the people within your ministry, Chi Alpha, continuing to build you up as you were moving out into uh, a field that is your career now? Well, I've stayed in touch with a lot of the people that I journeyed with during college. And, um, you know, they were certainly mentors to me and good friends. And so, you know, staying in touch with them, getting coffee once in a while, um, hanging out, just talking about what does post-grad life look like and what does seeking seeking the Lord in a career look like. And honestly, it's it's very similar to college. It's, I mean, it's no different. It's prioritizing our relationship with the Lord and being faithful in what we have, whether it's homework or a job, um, remembering all the same skills from college and applying those into 
a job afterwards. Yeah. It's been great. It's honestly really great to grow up, go to college and work in the same town. I think there's some really cool ways in which life is just kind of woven throughout and people are woven throughout different seasons. So I don't know what it would be like if I had moved somewhere else, uh, what that would have looked different, how that would have looked differently, but I'm grateful. If you were to look back at those right. 10 years, um, what advice would you just kind of give yourself? It was If it's one simple thing or just a couple little points, what would you go back and say? I would say like, don't sweat the small stuff and um, realize that the skills that you're learning during college, as far as just managing multiple class loads, professor expectations, timelines, things like that, those skills really do transfer over into a job. I remember less about actual content. Honestly, I don't, I don't really remember much of my content other than my business courses probably. Um, but I remember what it was like to be in competing uh, timelines and deadlines and all that stuff. And that regularly happens in a job. And so that, that skill was way more important than I realized. Also, probably secondly, would just be to enjoy the freedom that comes with being in college. It, it sometimes didn't feel like that. It felt like there was always so many things going on. You always have homework and um, you know, you're busy, but you get to kind of set your schedule and you can take a nap in the afternoon if you want. And that was great. Um, and so enjoying the seasons that you're in, not, not rushing ahead mentally to the next season because you're ready to be done but really cherishing those moments and um, soaking them all up. That's awesome. It's mm -hmm. like you said, just enjoying the season that you're in. I feel like it's easy for a lot of students to look ahead to the next thing and be more concerned about what's going right. on in the future that they forget to step back and just mm -hmm. look at the community that they have around them and look at what they're fortunate enough to be able to do because being here is right. just such a privilege and such an experience that we get to experience and you need to take advantage of that and not wish it away. Mm -hmm. So speaking of next moments, um, you've been at Wegner for, it looks like many years. Uh, you've been there since about 2011, is that correct? Yes, so that's because I interned at Wegner during college. So I've been at Wegner for almost 10 years now. I graduated in 2012. Okay, so you've had a bunch of different roles there. You're a CPA, a senior accountant, supervisor, manager. What has mm -hmm. shaped these roles? What's brought you moving forward from one to the next and within Wegner? We, inside public accounting, the kind of the structure is you start out as a staff and then you work your way up to partner level. And in the middle of all that is what we call the in-charge role. And so the in-charge is basically the lead on the audit or lead on the tax project. And um, typically that happens as like a senior accountant and up until you partner, and then you're no longer the, the lead on the project. And so inevitably you start out, you're really just learning a lot. And the learning curve is super high the first, like first three years of your career in public accounting. And then you start to kind of find your bearings and get a hang of what it feels like to run an audit or a tax engagement. Um, and so I've always been just, uh, an achiever. I want to, I want to accomplish. I am very responsible. And so part of me was just, you know, what do I need to do to do this job well? And how do I, what do I need to know in order to do this job well? Um, so I've had really great teammates and mentors. Uh, the staff here at Wagner are phenomenal. Um, and that was clear to me when I interned here during college. Really the reason I chose Wagner is because of the people. Um, so I work with Scott Homerson and Mike Hobwitz primarily, and they've been just key mentors in my life to give, 
you know, just give me that encouragement to help me with my skills, um, to provide opportunities to be able to, um, you know, lead and demonstrate leadership uh, as I prepare for, you know, what the next level within Wagner is as, you know, the next promotion that comes. So there's always been opportunities. It's just a matter of uh, taking advantage of them and going after them um, and believing in the next step. Yeah. How have you seen your your walk with Christ just improve or change as you've gone through these different uh, positions? <laughs> well, it's certainly needed. I'm very aware of my need for God every day, um, especially when I am, you know, stretched beyond myself or outside my comfort zone, um, learning new skills and realizing I need, you know, I need his help. I always say, I kind of jokingly say, but seriously, also at the same time that God is the best accountant that I know. Um, And so when I'm uh, looking for answers or looking for guidance, I will pray a lot. Um, I would say that it's a way to engage with God just during the workday, just dialoguing with God and talking to God about what I'm working on and who I'm working with and things like that. It's also you know, kind of cool to look back and see God's hand and favor in different, you know, points and moments of my career where, you know, I can't, there's nothing that I can say that like I did to make that happen. And it's very uh, clear that God, you know, provided an opportunity. And and so I'm really grateful for, for that. He's working even when I don't see it. (laughs) And so I, I'm just grateful. Just spoke about provision. Um, have there been times where you've had to lean more into provision and that you've just faced a little hesitance from your, your body, not wanting to all, put all of your faith and all of your trust in that? Every day, man. <laughs> feels like this is, I don't know if this is going to be a thing that anybody figures out until we reach heaven. Um, needing to depend on the Lord for our daily bread. Whether that's energy, whether that's finances, whether that's skill set. I mean, practically speaking, I remember a moment in college where I had to make rent and I was working during college and also had some help from my parents and scholarships and things like that. But I needed like $88 exactly to make rent for that month. And I was working and I just prayed like, God, this is what I need. I do not have this money unless I go ask somebody for it. And I came away from that the night that uh, after working and I had exactly $88 and it was just mind blowing to me. I was like, you actually, you heard that specific prayer and you answered it so specifically that I know you are listening and you will provide for me. Um, and that's happened even just working on certain clients where, you know, something between the numbers isn't working out. And I've been struggling at this for like a few hours now. And I realized I should be praying. Why didn't I pray for help here? Um, and so I remember one moment just stopping and praying after like spinning my wheels and I look up, open my eyes and I immediately see the problem. And it was like, wow, I should have prayed so much sooner, <laughs> but I thought I could do it by myself. And, uh, so it's, it's great. I think I see God providing for our clients. Even I hear stories of them. I work with nonprofits and churches and I see stories time after time of um, you know, them crying out to God and asking for provision and and the Lord responding with finances that shouldn't have been, um, fundraisers that didn't make sense to the natural human mind, um, but the Lord came through. So it's just, it's really cool to see. 
So we're just going to pull out a little bit here and we're going to go, how would you describe your day-to-day life at Wagner? What does what life as a manager there look like for you? Well, it's never the same day twice. And honestly, it's a lot of different things. If you would ask me what I thought an auditor would do when I graduated college, um, I would have said, well, I'm going to audit, you know, financials and I'm going to help clients, um, which is true. That is probably a bulk of what I do, you know, accounting work, financial statement, preparation, consulting, things like that. But as I've progressed here at Wagner, and even as a manager, like, honestly, a lot of my role is mentoring, coaching, supervising. I I work on training programs for our new staff and new in-charges. I do recruiting. (laughs) I do business development. I do marketing. And um, that's honestly a huge chunk of what I do. A lot of like leadership and strategic development for Wagner as a whole. And so none of that was what I imagined doing in college when I signed up for accounting. But honestly, it's really great. I love it. Uh, I love the dynamic nature of this of public accounting. It's it's never a dull moment, and there's always something new that I'm learning. So, I mean, I I'm sitting in my office most every day. Um, during COVID, it's been a little different. Virtual, everything is virtual right now. Um, but normally, in you know, before COVID and afterwards, I'll go to my clients and I'll work from their office spaces and do audits there. So, it's a lot of different people. A lot of interaction with clients, with staff. Um, it's kind of great. As an extrovert, I love it. Lots of people time. <laughs> That's awesome. I, the same people. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I can't be any more eloquent than that. Um, so <laughs> if we look more at the financial world that a lot of us live in and that we're all going to have to deal with as we live in society here. Uh, yeah. What biblical truths do you have to tell people about finances or what kind of anxieties do you think you could alleviate just with little pieces of wisdom? You know, it's, it's really, it's been fun to be in this field of accounting. Um, early on, I, I was aware that it would be a risk that I've become really greedy and fall in love with money more than God. I knew, I know that, that, I'm capable of that. My sin nature is there. Um, And yet I believe like God called me into this field. And so I prayed often that like, God, would you protect me from the love of money and to be able to work in this field and yet stay true to who you are um, and to love you first. So honestly, like the verses, you can't serve God and money. Like that is a key verse for me. Um, another one is, is just that it's God who gives you the ability to produce wealth and that he can take it away. Mm -hmm. Um, at the end of the day, it's, it's easy to think like, well, I, I worked, I went to my job, I got my salary and, and yet he's the one that gave it to you. And he's the one that can, you know, give you the ability to do that in the work that I do here, um, with my clients. And in our, just our team here at Wagner, our goal is to really help our church clients be above approach. And so uh, with that comes, you know, being good stewards of the money that we have. And I think that applies to our personal lives as well. So how are we, you know, how are we being generous? How are we saving? How are we spending our money? Are we, um, you know, talking to God about 
the money that he's given us and in the best ways to spend it. So stewardship is huge and, you know, being faithful, being generous. I think those all are really important. So I spoke a little bit about calling. Um, how did you see your calling start to play out? How did you come to terms with that? Or uh, was that a feeling that you had or was mm-hmm. that something that was a little bit more divinely inspired? It's probably a little bit of both. Um, I mentioned that after high school, I went to an internship. And during that time, I thought about, I, I mean, I'm, I love worship. I love ministry. And so I thought maybe, maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. Um, and even thought about that during college, but have always been inclined towards kind of working in business and just uh, administration and things like that. And so during college, I uh, actually it was no, it was during the internship that I realized I'm not, I don't feel called to full-time ministry, vocational ministry. I will always be a Christian who is in ministry, but not working in ministry, most likely. Mm-hmm. Who knows what the future holds? I'm not saying it's not possible, <laughs> um, but it was during that that internship that I truly was like, no, I want to go to college. Like, I want to have a job. I want to get a skill in business. Um, and so it was that was pretty clear to me at that point. And then even just it's it's been clear. And then there's been times even just at Wagner where I'm like, wow, I'm in the right place at the right time. I am. I feel God's presence as I'm doing things, as I meet people, um, which just affirms where I'm supposed to be. So it's, it's both ends. It's, I love it. And I can feel like the the light of the Lord as I'm working. So. I feel like that's an alternative that a lot of college students within ministry take where you're juggling between, Mm -hmm. I go into full-time missions, the opportunity is right here for me. And I feel like I could see myself continuing Mm -hmm. doing that. But how would you say that getting out of the comfort Mm -hmm. zone and moving on to a career, not saying it's better or worse, just saying it's different. How do you think that impacted your future and what you're looking at with like your walk with God? It's had ups and downs. Uh, There's been seasons where I have felt a little bit more distant from God, or I could feel myself becoming too consumed with my work. And I thought, well, maybe if I was in full-time ministry, this wouldn't be a thing. (laughs) Maybe if I was around Christians all day long, every day, um, I would be a stronger Christian. Um, But it just dawned on me, you know, time and time again, that like, no matter what you do, you can get consumed with it and forget God. It doesn't really matter. Like, um, And so in those seasons where I was working a ton of hours and just feeling kind of numb inside, I, I had to like really kind of stop and reevaluate and reset my priorities and not just accept that as an option, like an acceptable option, but to say, you know, no, I have gotten off track and I'm getting back on track. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I do have some coworkers that are believers as well. And that's really been an encouragement to me. I can talk about God and I can be encouraged in my faith here, but it's, it is also, it's not our primary conversation. It's not our primary focus here. So it, it's something, it's a discipline that I have to continually pursue. And I'm grateful for church. I'm grateful for a community of believers outside of work to continue to like spur, um, spur each other on during college. I think it was a lot easier because there's just like abundant time (laughs) to be around each other. And you're all kind of in this group together. You're all doing life together. You're going to classes together. You're spending time together. 
when you graduate, you kind of spread out into your own little worlds. And so it just takes a lot more intentionality and discipline and focus to stay the course. What advice would you give to someone that's moving on from uh, their education experience into a career? What, what are the, th- if you were to give them a couple main goals to get hammered down before they uh, start working somewhere, what would you say to them? I think oftentimes we get more focused on the skills that we need for a job, like the technical skills or the content needed for a job. But what, what we can't hire for, or I mean, what we can't teach at a, you know, at Wagner or at any other company really is character and um, attitude, uh, a, you know, a desire to learn and teachable spirit. And so those sorts of things are, are invaluable and I, I can't emphasize them enough. So while you certainly need to like learn the skills that you need to do your job in terms of technical things, don't forget those other ones mm-hmm. and continue to cultivate them and be faithful to pursuing those things as well. When you look around at your colleagues, what common strengths do you see? What do you see in an accountant that makes you think from a recruiting side, from both a coworker side, what do you think is a really great quality for someone that wants to go into the field to have? Project management skills, definitely. Um, The ability to juggle lots of competing projects and timelines and demands and things like that. Being able to remain calm Mm -hmm. while under pressure or deadlines Again, these are things that you learn in college, honestly. And I remember using those, those two things happening a lot. Um, certainly uh, there's a stereotype, you know, the accountants super detail oriented and uh, love numbers. I, I think that is true, I will say. <laughs> um, but this, the whole, you know, I don't know if the, if the accountant stereotype is that they're not super social and they kind of just stay at their desk in their cube all day long. Isn't true. Like you need to be, you need to have good people skills, communication skills, um, because you're, you're talking with clients, you're talking with coworkers and that that's really quite challenging sometimes. And there's going to be situations that are quite sensitive to navigate or, you know, just complicated. There's a lot of people involved. Um, and you're working with teammates. And so most of the job that we do is, is about each other and like working together as a team. What, what habits would you say kind of have formed you as you've been in the field? What are some rituals that you kind of stick with both with your work and your faith? Every day, I kind of set a plan for my day um, and for the week. So kind of goal setting, mm-hmm. whether that's short term or long term, that's definitely a habit. Self-care is really important. So the more, the longer I've been in this career, the more I realize how important it is just to be able to come to work and be effective and healthy and whole requires time outside of work to, you know, exercise, eat well, take care of my soul, spend time with people and go, you know, to to the Lord and to church and things like that. So um, self-care habits, really important. One other thing is just a mentality of being okay with not knowing everything. So whether, I don't know if that's a habit necessarily, but it's, it's something to like catch yourself in, in thinking like, oh, I don't know how to do this. Um, and then seeing those as opportunities instead of 
limitations and always being in this posture of ability to learn and willingness to learn and excitement and curiosity. So there's always going to be something you don't know. <laughs> so it's just a lot easier and a better mental state to be excited to learn. You you mentioned self-care things. What are your kind of favorite ritual or favorite self-care things to do? If you want to just take a day to relax, well, what's on your game plan? <laughs> I, I, I do enjoy a good manicure, pedicure. Those are great. Um, going to the gym, honestly, is really stress relieving. Get it all out and like, just go run or, you know, work out in whatever format. Um, I find that really helpful. I certainly like a good TV show in the evening. I've been watching This Is Us and I, I really enjoy that and probably cooking. So coming home and, and like making a nice meal or inviting friends over to enjoy that meal together, I think, which is probably just mostly about laughter and conversation and fun. Um, those are really things that, you know, bring me joy and help me uh, in the day to day. So we can just kind of wrap up here by talking about how you see your future going on. So, uh, what kind of excites you when you look into both your future in your career and in your personal life? I'm really excited for things to resume a little bit more back to normal. Um, one thing that I love about being in the business world is networking and business development. So I'm looking forward to resuming that, getting together with people again, um, going to events. Uh, a lot of our nonprofits have events and fundraisers and activities and volunteer opportunities and just excited to plug back into that. I certainly am always uh, looking to grow our practice with churches, and nonprofits, uh, religious organizations. And so that is certainly always on my mind, just continuing to find people who are like-minded and interested in that niche and so recruiting and connecting with other folks like that um you know we we believe like this is it's worth oh you know this is a worthwhile worthwhile work excited for what god has in store for you know this niche so that's that's one thing i love madison and so i'm curious to see what what continues to evolve in this city um and being plugged in here it's been really fun to grow up again work and live in the same city and so there's always opportunities and who knows what's coming down the pipeline but exactly it's gonna be great <laughs> Some level of uncertainty and like you said it's just everything you just look forward to putting yeah. in there um mm-hmm. so someone that's in your field say we've got an accounting major that's about to graduate what what would what advice would you give them as they're starting to enter the field what different skills or knowledge do you think that would be valued for that valuable for them to pick up? I think, you know, if they're coming into accounting, certainly you got to know the basics of accounting. um, And hopefully that comes with college and things like that. Um, And just building your network. So learning how to meet new people, being okay with that, being comfortable with talking with people. Um, If you haven't already had an internship, certainly recommend that because accounting is honestly a very versatile career and degree. And so there's just so many ways that that can play out. I really recommend like picking the company that you want to work for, whether that's, 
you know, an actual company doing their day-to-day accounting work. That's what we call like private accounting Mm -hmm. versus public accounting, where you're working for a firm doing, you know, more audit tax work. And so even just knowing which which direction you want to go in that way, um, and then choose the company where, you know, you like the people, you like the culture, you like the type of work, you like the clients that they work with. Because honestly, when I graduated college, I had a couple different offers. And so it came down to who I was going to be working with and what I was going to be working on. And so I, I chose Wegner for the people and for the clients. I really wanted to work with nonprofits. And so that's something to consider. Realize that, you know, if you're going to go into public accounting, get your CPA license as fast as possible. <laughs> Life never gets less busy or, um, you know, your workload will never lessen over the years. And so um, early on is certainly better. And probably lastly, just remembering that verse from Colossians, like where it says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as, as working for the Lord um, and not for human masters. So that's something that I think about often, like, why am I showing up to work today? Oh yeah, I'm showing up to work for the Lord and he's the one that I'm working for. So follow him listen, get good, good guidance, um, good counsel from people that, you know, that know you, that you trust and, and pray the Lord will lead you and guide you in the path. Uh, what practical networking advice would you give to students in our current world order? Honestly, if you know people that are accountants (laughs) and, and they're working, you know, either in private or public, like talk to them, get experience, like say, Hey, can I just chat with you for an hour or so? And then ask them, who do they know? Um, I got to where I am today because of, of a friend and, um, connections. So that is really, it's, it doesn't have to be this elaborate process of being part of this major networking group and things like that. Most of our networks happen really close to who, you know, close to home, people that we know, and that leads to the next person. And you just never know what conversation will lead to the next conversation that you need to have. Yeah. Thank you, Hannah. I've really enjoyed the conversation that we've been able to have today. We hope to be able to mm-hmm. hear more from you and maybe even see you around the space with volunteering one of these days when we have events back. <laughs> I would love to do that. I miss that so much. Thank you for checking out this episode of the Upward Student Voices podcast. We hope you were challenged, inspired, and motivated to have a deeper understanding of work and faith. To learn more about Upper House, we encourage you to check out www.upperhouse.org for a complete list of events, to know about our fellows and intern programs, and see how you can connect.